Hello, Scotty. Good afternoon. No morning. What time is it for you? Morning. Yes, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm dandy. You know what would make me even happier, though? Um, no, can't think of anything. I thought you were the happiest person already. No, if I could actually hear you because you were talking into the right microphone. Uh, you can't hear me again. Uh, now it's better. Okay. Um, it looks like uh, the microphone is now literally in my nose. <laughs> Sounds perfect. So, there we are. They always tell the singers to eat the microphone. That's what I'm now doing. You are actually in my mouth, John, right now. Well, other than than shoving microphones up your nose, how was your week this week? Well, actually, shoving microphones up my nose has probably been the most pleasant part of the week, to be honest. Um, Mm. (laughs) um, I've been uh, putting together a build server. um, using. We've been using Xcode bots for um, a while, but it's pretty bloody terrible um and we were sitting and thinking about should we wait for wwdc this year in case they um choose to do something with buddy build or you know what used to be buddy build that they bought but we're thinking well we're mainly looking at building for the mac and we would take a good guess even if they did release something at WWDC, it could possibly only be only for ios and not for for the mac and apple's record on sort of like doing this server-side build stuff is pretty poor so let's not bother um looking at it if it's spectacular do it and let's just switch our build server over from um um xcobots to jenkins which is what everyone uses now you know the only reason we've never used jenkins before is none of us wanted to set it up because it's supposedly pretty horrible um, and now I drew the short straw and I've set it up and it was pretty horrible. So there we are. So in the company I have been, I have gone this week from a, a um, Jenkins zero to a Jenkins hero. So, <laughs> wow. That sounds like a t-shirt. That is, that is what they're basically because none of the others wanted to touch it. So I do have builds running now and it integrates with Slack a little bit and, um, uh, it uh, integrates with GitHub, so we can't, you can't, uh, you can't, um, you know, uh, merge a pull request until the build server's told you that it's passed all the tests and everything, and um, it's, you know, that's got that work out because the, the Mac Mini is sat under my desk, but obviously GitHub isn't sat under my desk, so sort of spoofing um, a permanent internet connection and everything, but it seems to be working fairly well now, and, and now I understand it a little bit, I'm sure I can, over the next yeah, we'll just spend loads of time writing extra little scripts to do things and make it all very clever. But um, I'm st- it's still a little bit of a an arcane mystery to me. I feel that, you know, it would get a little bit better if I sacrificed a chicken. Mm-hmm. Well, that probably would help. I think that, that you know, animal sacrifice, you know, consulting entrails, all that kind of stuff is, is, is a required skill when working on build servers. And see, and this is, um, yeah, and this is all what us indies have to put up with because, you know, I know you just you just ha- you just have a build problem. You just call the build server engineers who are paid to do this, don't you? Really? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. <laughs> and, but in, I just jumped out of a stand up, and and we were talking about you know a, a, a major change, which is great, grand, and glorious. But one of the main things is is is, is just my unutterable gratitude for people who who work on this because I don't think I. I, I couldn't do it. And even if I could, I don't think I would have the patience for it. I think it, the people who do DevOps is a, yeah, it's, you have to be a particular type of person. I mean, I spent this whole week figuring, I re- restructured our um, 
uh, our um, Xcode gen configuration file because I wanted to change some of our targets and do different things. And again, it was uh, it's the documentation for these things is great when you already know what you're doing. If you already know what you're doing and you're trying to look something up, the reference stuff tends to work quite well. If you uh, if you know what you're doing enough to get it set up, then the tutorials are all too basic and the reference docs are all too, um, you know, you have to already know just to look at what the parameter is. So that mid-level of documentation of, you know the basics, but you don't know enough to be an expert yet uh, of how the thing works, let alone all the parameters, is always lacking in a lot of these things. And um, it just makes uh, getting stuff sorted a lot of internet work and of course you come across an article and you have no idea if that article is actually good or bad um you know, as people do with coding hence the um stack overflow copy and paste app but it's um yeah so it's been a week of configurations but i feel i'm coming out the end of it um uh with us in a better place um for uh, for do for, for doing this stuff, so uh, of course no closer to shipping uh, <laughs> because I've been spending <laughs> the time in Jenkins, or whatever else. But I do feel confident that when we do eventually ship, our code will be of better quality. We did this because we realised actually we were being really poor and we were occasionally allowing PRs through where unit tests are broken and we hadn't worked it out we hadn't run them and obviously the person who was doing the quick change hadn't run them and the person looking at the pr hadn't run them and we decided we were all uh, really shit at our job so let's get someone who's better at it and that's why jenkins has got him <laughs> yeah jenkins everybody's favorite employee yep i yep. can i can say that we you know people who work on it also i, I think you must have to have a, a a good sense of humor for doing devops and it shows in some of the things that look at, at PR builds and, and, and fail them as needed. And we have uh, Gordon Ramsay just just being very mean to you. <laughs> I should probably yes. put screenshots. I, I mean, you maybe see, I have no, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think we did. I think it's just somebody out there and then it was integrated um, by some folks at work and it's glorious. <laughs> so, <sighs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, well, I don't know why this is. Uh, Jenkins changed, added some of the things it could do differently through, I think it's called a, uh, Blue Ocean interface. I mean, I think it's about two or three years old. Now, virtually every every article I come across, every blog post I come across, uses the the old interface, which is part of the reason that no one likes to look at it. Because I mean, it is it makes Java IDEs look pretty. Um, it is that that ugly, but it's um, uh, but you can. So you used to just set everything up in um, on the Jenkins in in, in you know, configuration screens and it, it was building a configuration file in the background but um and i did that first of all and it was fine but it was all a bit messy and then i looked at some of the newer stuff i did find something on that and you can just point jenkins you give it um an api token for your github repo on a user so that user you set up um uh access rights for that user and effectively Jenkins will then get all the access rights of that user. We have a specific GitHub user set up just for our build server. Um, and then you take a, an API token and you put it into Jenkins and you point it at GitHub and it goes through all your repos that it has access to and um, sees if any of them have a Jenkins configuration file in them. 
Um, if it does, it uses that. So now we can, for each repo, put a um, put the Jenkins file is just a script file in in the repo and change it. And when you push the repo, it will run the new Jenkins file as well. So why anyone would these days carry on messing around with all the configuration in the web IDE as opposed to doing it this way, I don't know. But there are very, very few um, articles I found on this. Or maybe I was just looking in the wrong place. You know what it's about? It's about looking for the it's about writing the right query, isn't it? And if you're writing the wrong query, you're never going to get the right answer. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm just a complete numpty at knowing how to even phrase the question I want to answer. Numpty. That's good. So, other than um, other than being in stand-ups um, and listening to me waffle on, have you done anything profitable this week? Profitable. For some definition of profit, yes. I mean, I am profiting from other people's uh, greater experience in in using Swift as writing as much Swift as possible, even if you are having to to start in Objective C. Because I'm, I'm working on a new feature today, and you know. Often is the case, unless it's a brand new thing, total new screen, never integrate with anything, there's probably going to be some Objective-C starting point because you're not going to rewrite an entire class just so that you can get something that, you know, initializes a new, you know, new something somewhere else. So, um, but through the magic, and you're going to laugh at me because I'm sure you've been doing this for a long time and I'm just woefully behind, but uh, I'd only just vaguely remember hearing that you could uh, write Swift extensions for for Objective-C classes, which is great because then you can actually quite limit the footprint. Um, and so I've been doing that. Um, and most of my work has been going the other way of, of, of you know, just making sure that your, your Objective-C code plays nice in the world of Swift. And then, and and then also, kind of, if you're writing standalone components in Swift and making sure that they play nicely and seem like Objective C code, but uh, this is this is something uh, extension is is, is nice. Um, and uh, when I was saying to my colleagues, like, yeah, you know, uh, this is new to me. It's like, yeah, it's new. I mean, it's not. It's been around for a while, but it it, it had a lot of problems in the beginning. So again, I kind of didn't feel bad i'm just i'm just this is merely new not the merely new until i then have to relearn it or 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 forget everything i had learned before so once again i guess i'm i'm taking advantage of what you know young people get if they're just starting out if you're 18 and 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 learning to code now you don't have to there are plenty of things you will never have to worry about um so i i think that's going to be my new tag objective c being one of them well that too yeah exactly well, I mean, you know, in, 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 yeah, I mean, in 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 the meeting that we were talking about this morning is this kind of retiring a whole, making it. What was said is like it should be possible pretty soon for us to all uninstall IntelliJ from our from our laptops. And I thought that was great. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that is that is the the corporate goal, is it? Yeah, to um uh, to do that. Yeah, it's uh See, I, I mean, I guess an extension, um, I mean, Swift extensions on Objective-C classes, we've been using all over the place in, in many works. It means it's any, we do particularly want most new code, if we can, to be Swift, um, just just for simplicity and, you know, and going forward, future the future is Swift, whether we like it or not. Um, so, you know, just, just do that. So I guess, I guess an extension just implements as a category or something behind the scenes, but there we are. I mean, they're, they're the same thing effectively. Aren't yeah, they? that's what I assume. But um, yeah, I mean, it does get a little, so the only thing you have to watch for is I've always thinking, you know, said probably a thousand times when you're mixing Swift and Objective C is when your Swift code is calling back into Objective C and your Objective C is calling into your Swift code, 
if you end up with stuff in the dash swift.h file and uh, something that uses it in the bridging header, then you can end up with some pretty bad circular references that will send you send you um, balmy. But outside of that, it, yeah, it does work pretty well. And of course, you've got to make sure everything descends from NS object in your Swift code, which it makes a lot of Swift people feel dirty. Um, and then obviously, then you've got all the obc identifying right, okay. on everything. But it's, um, I mean, back in was it Swift two or Swift three? Obc, I believe, was like implied all the time, so you didn't have to do it. But there's obviously some sort of overhead to it because they, in one of the releases of Swift, they made it no, no, this now has to be explicit. If you want something to do it, you, I guess, in the early days when everything was going to be interfacing with Obc, it was easier just to make it be there because anyone using Swift was probably going to be using it with Objective C. Whereas once Swift became its own thing, making it well, only some people are doing that. So now maybe you've got to be a bit more explicit about using it. But um, yeah, um, and the way the way it does stuff is nice, and yeah, I quite I think you know it's as much as I would rather not have to interface the two languages when you do. Um, you know, Apple need to be given kudos; they've done a good job. Indeed, they have. Yes, I'm trying to think if there's so, any, anything else fun that I want to talk about. Fun, no, fun, fun is next week at WWDC. Fun is, oh, this week right, is not about fun. Yeah. Yeah, we've been. Um, there's been all this stuff this week, hasn't there? In the, um, I don't know if you've seen it in the, in the um, sort of tech news about um, the new email stuff from um, Basecamp called Hey and oh, right. their, their yeah. rejection from the their rejection from the App Store for basically doing exactly what Netflix do. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. o- o- only allow you to sign up on the website and. Um, have no mention of it in in the app so it's a, it's a companion app effectively it's it's not there for sales um and it's you know it's quite you know i mean i'm not i i have no idea if apple are right or wrong or whatever um you know i think the thing that is for me is you know the 1.0 of the app was accepted which was exactly the same and then it was a 1.01 with a bug fixing where they said oh wait a minute you shouldn't have done that we're now going to reject it um you know that's it's that instability that really I don't like. And, um, you know, this, this, we've had this discussion a few times before, but even in the company this week, yeah, we've been saying, do we really want to be dependent on Apple platforms for our, for our income? Totally. I mean, at the moment we can distribute money well on the Mac outside of a Mac app store, but who knows if that will last, um, anymore, you know, with, Especially if there's a transition to ARM Macs, maybe that's when it will go Mac App Store only or something. I mean, that's all just you know a guess. I have no idea. Um, and so, really, do we want to be a company who's got three people in it? Maybe you know a few more later on who are totally dependent on you know possibly whether some guy sat in some dark room somewhere says yes or no to our application and could change their mind next week. And how do we do that? And and it's a genuine issue. And I can I I bet there's a lot of people. Um, now, obviously, we're really we're really invested in the Apple stuff, and um, uh, so it's not like that. You know, we're just going to say, "Oh no, no, don't want anything to do it anymore." But um, yeah, I mean, if I was not invested in the Apple stuff already, I I would seriously probably not do what we're doing now with MoneyWell and whatever else because I'm not sure I would want to um, take that risk of investing that much time, effort, money, emotion, 
um, into that type of environment, um, which is sad, really, I think. Yeah, well, I made an observation. Uh, well, I, you know, I was looking at at Polynome's um, Instagram feed, and uh, kudos to 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 Freddie Fishstick because I think that uh, he does good examples on 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 Instagram with the the animations and the screen movies, and uh, uh, so you know he's answering the question that many people have is like, when can I have this on Android? And and he, he said, look, you know, it, it it took this long to even begin to get this on 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 iOS. And it's very, very difficult. If I had to switch over to doing it on Android and worked full time on it, it would probably take at least a year before I could even get beginning, you know, something out there. And maybe, you know, we, and, he, and he said, it's like the app runs on, you know, way back to, to iOS 10. You can, you know, one thing you might consider doing is just buying a secondhand iOS device that can run this, which, you know, since it goes back old, you could probably pick something up really, really expensive. And it's much less expensive than than a dedicated hardware Dr. Beat. And not only would you be able to run our app, you'll be able to run a bunch of other ones for it. So it's actually kind of not a bad proposition. It was an interesting argument, I thought. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh it's it's a tough thing for for developers and 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 it 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 it, it is maddening i mean it's like even i remember back to, to the the number of rejections i had when i was trying to get memory miner on the app store and then when it was eventually pulled off i mean for lots of different reasons but most of which is is that it stopped being developed but even before then there were all sorts of hoops that were almost impossible to and, and almost impossible to make your app run so I, I i feel the pain about anybody who's trying to to base their business on it and and have these rules kind of um capriciously uh whatever enforced inconsistently yeah. maybe that's a more it, politic it's, it's term. The in, i mean apple have got the right to to um put whatever rules they want on and then we can choose whether we go to their platform or not i mean that's just life i'm not saying apple should uh, i mean i think they are close to yeah, you know, monopolistic rules here, and I know lots of people are getting excited that the European Union are looking into you know their monopolistic practices. However, you know, I I remember when the European Union looked into Microsoft's monopolistic practices. I think that took them eight eight years, seven years, something like that. So <laughs> even even if Apple are guilty, they're not going to get anything slapped on them anytime soon. I would imagine. So, um, uh, well, people who are hoping on that can just. Um, if you're American and thinking that's going to be fast, no, just 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 don't go there. But it is, yeah, it's. Um, I I think there's a word I used on a Slack group the other day is there's there's an arrogance to the modern Apple that it's probably always been there. But when they were the when they were the underdog, it was spirited. Whereas now they're like the overdog. it's just it's just bullying in a way it it feels it just doesn't feel nice um and you know one of the things of the joy about doing apple stuff was you know not just that they made nice hardware and nice software they they always felt like a nice ish company unless no don't be wrong they're a they're a corporate um publicly owned company whose only job is to make money for their shareholders then so they were never that nice but they, they just they they were just better at pretending they were shall we say um and it just doesn't feel that way at the moment so, so yeah i find that quite sad i do find that quite sad well it's going to be an interesting week next week with the announcements then interesting to see how things uh, unfold with the the european union yeah
inquiry. So how are you going to how are you going to do Dub Dub this year then? Because I mean, obviously Dub Dub is normally uh, you're often in the labs. That's your big thing. You you will you will go there for the labs, and obviously lots there's lots of going out drinking and hitting hitting sessions. But obviously none of that is going to be in the same way um, next next week. So, but are you like going to take the week out to? be a dub dubber or is it like well i'll just catch up in the evenings now what is what is the john fox guide to how to do dub dub i honestly i don't know i mean i kind of you know it being the new normal and also just because there's a a bunch of stuff going on otherwise you know that that um yeah i don't know i mean i think that it, it is it is so incredibly difficult to try and work from home effectively right now because of of all the competing requirements of the space and the, and the internet connection and and um, that it's it's you know on, on the one hand I'm kind of thinking okay I'm just going to go hole up on the roof and use my 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 phone as a as a as a you know a tethered internet device and 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 say I'm sorry I'm gone for the week but I can't so um, I I honestly don't know I, and as concerns the lab things yeah I mean I still have a, a list of of questions I would love answers but I, there's as opposed to years past there there isn't so there isn't something that is like so burning that's keeping me from 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 shipping something or going on it's more like is there an easier way to do this or i would love to give this feedback but i i remember in in, in years past where it's like you know i would just hold up you know put aside my thing that you know that was my my blocking question blocking inquiry and try to get everything else done for now it's kind of like i have plenty to to to, to keep moving forward on and and it's it's working okay so it's yeah I think that um I think that you know for for try and maintain some type of social cohesion we're going to try and do some kind of watch parties where we can watch together and at least have a a group chat with reactions as they come up for for certainly I would imagine for 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 day 1 and then as the following days it's probably going to be like okay you know no there's no ticket sharing that needs to be done so everybody is assumed that they can take as much time or as little time as they want to for following along the stuff and I'm sure during our various meetings we'll we'll have our, our recap discussions but yeah, I mean, it's like it, it's great that it's online and available for everybody. But if you are have, in a place where there's still shelter in place, you can't even really take advantage of the of the social aspect of all gathering at 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 a at a meetup or something to watch together. So, yeah, a virtual group around a virtual event, <laughs> not the most fun thing in the world. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Are you planning on um, doing trying any of the one-to-one labs? No, I don't know, because. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but I guess I guess I ought to uh, think about it at least sometime today or tomorrow. Um, uh, I would say that that yeah, I mean, there's certainly of the ones that I could you know that 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 probably have the most questions that I could like to ask would would at least right now is 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 is, is some of the accessibility stuff. But that's it's it's kind of like it's more the most artful additions trying to make things as, as, as even better as they possibly can be. It's not something that's, Hey, this doesn't work at all. Why not? So it's, again, it's the, the type of thing where I'm, um, it's, it's more like I'm going to make decisions about, about labs after I, you know, if, if, if the expectation as, as people have is like, okay, on Monday, we're going to tell you all about how, you know, Swift UI is absolutely ready, solves all the problems that we have at that point. Yeah. I think that I probably would, um, because I have some background questions about how I might do things. Um, so depending on what gets announced and what the, the shape of that is, is really, it's, it's, that's where I am right now. So there, the John Fox guide is, uh, you, wait till Monday. you have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, so wait till Monday. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think you can sign up for a lab from the day before or the evening before the labs, I think, and then yeah. and 
you either get a space or you don't. I think I think I did read. I I, I did come out. I think you have to submit your question in advance. Right. Um, now, whether they use that to be interested to see whether they use that to actually get your question to someone who stands a better chance of answering it. Because, you know, the reality is when you're in the labs at Dub Dub, if you've never been there before, there'll be there'll be someone there who'll be asking, you know, a a really obscure question about something in A V Foundation or OpenGL or, or something like that or you know or or, or a really complex um uh, thing around accessibility like you would. And next to you there's someone saying so tell me again, what is Xcode? Right. Um, I mean, literally, it is it is that that diverse. Um, in the past, it's like because you just queue up for a lab and you go um, and you get in, you don't know who you're getting. Now, one of the advantages is, uh, I guess, that um, you know, if you come in with a really hard question and you know they know that uh, Mr. or Mrs. Geek Guy um or geek gal in the in the corner is going to know that one they can just run over and say can you come and do deal with this one um but you you know it depends if they've got a lot of people there um so being the question coming in first maybe they can just make sure that those those people get those deep questions straight away um the downside is i guess is i'm you know I'm going to assume that everyone doing the labs is themselves socially isolated. So um, they're not going to be able to run across the room and get someone else. If they can't answer your question, that's it. They can't answer your question. So be interested to see how that works out. Well, now that we've now that we've been able to definitively answer nothing, let's try and be definitive about one thing we can be definitive about. And that's the, the need for us to bring this boat back to the back to the yacht club. <laughs> how about that? So they can all jump off the the yacht and, and start having some gins and tonics. If you were trying to bring some semblance to the show of something that sounded sounded slick, you failed. I know. It's oil <laughs> slick is how it sounded. Miserably, yeah. You, your yacht just got hit by an oil tanker in the harbor <laughs> right. it's on its way down while causing causing yeah. mass environmental destruction. So, John, if people want to tell you that you are a you are bad for the environment, where should they do that? They could do me. They could do that to me on on Twitter, which is nothing if not great for the mental environment. Uh, where I'm Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if they want to praise you for your 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 newfound, you know, Jenkins hero hero-ness, where might they do that? <laughs> they can do that on Twitter as well. It's Mac Devnet. Or if anyone out there is a Jenkins guru and would just like to um give, spend some time giving me some free lessons, I am more than willing to accept them. <laughs> they, they Here's there. a free lesson, just don't do it. <laughs> Oh, I know, but it's it will be worth it, John. It will be worth it for all the beautifully. beautifully as soon as the clean... first Gordon Ramsay attack attack Slackbot gets gets installed, yeah. and Sam can be kind of savaged for, for as a result of his his failed PR, that's when you'll know that it was all worth it. Or Apple are going to release their buddy build thing next week, and it's going to be one click absolute awesomeness, and yeah, I right. will regret these these last three days. Right, John, it's been an absolute pleasure to hear your voice in my ears uh, uh, once again, and uh, and your mic in, get, in your nose, in my mic in my nose, and whatever else. So I guess if if we talk roughly the same time next week, we will um, we'll be halfway through Dub Dub, so we may or may not. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it depends what sessions on at that time. Um, but we'll um, we'll decide if we're excited, happy, disappointed, or over the moon. And we hope the same for you all that you will all enjoy your Dub Dub. 
And uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, you take care. Thank you.